Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Apologetically Me. I'm Maggie. I'm Wanda. And we're here with part two of 36 questions to make the other one fall in love. Um, like you fall in love, like the royal you. Well, is it the royal you or just you? Us. Us fall in love with each other. Cute. The end of this series is to see if Wanda will fall in love with me and if I can successfully steal her from her man and vice versa. So far, um, how would you say you are? Scale of 1 to 10, Wanda. Like how in love with am I with you? Yeah. I mean, it was already at a 10. I don't know oh, how it can go any higher. That's so sweet. That's going to leave me all high and happy all day. Aw, <laughs> I'm glad to brighten your day. Thank you. That was the one one bright, shining moment of my day. Okay, but before we get started, of course, Wanda, tell the people what you got going on. So I have two updates this week. Both are very unexciting, so I thought I might as well share both of them. Um, so I don't know why this happened, but Jordan and I, like a week ago, were measuring his height with um, a measuring tape because I was like, how tall are you? And he was like, I don't really know. Literally 5'11", not even six feet rounding down, but 5'11". And then, of course, with the measuring tape, I had to measure myself too. Um, I'm actually 5'9", which is shocking to me because mm -hmm. I feel like I've always been 5'8", mm -hmm. and then I was 5'7", and now apparently I am 5'9". There's no way in hell you are 5'7", if I'm 5'6", and a little bit. Okay. To be fair, though, you are noticeably shorter than me. <laughs> so then how did and you I, think you were 5'7"? But, like, I don't trust your definition of heights or your perception of heights. Okay, that's a good point. But when you look at yourself compared to me, like, I don't even see the top of your head. Yeah, but I mean, like, not a lot of people do. I like to think I do. <laughs> you could. From an I, angle. Like, <laughs> um i like but it was always like i measured myself like a few years ago like not me but like i think my family did it and i was five seven and that's what i always thought i was five seven i was like oh my god my driver's license is wrong i'm never gonna correct it but whatever um but i don't know if it was like the whole societal thing where it's like i wanted to be shorter because i was always the tall kid and like five seven seemed like a more normal height than five eight would have been um but i am embracing five nine it has been a shock I can't believe you've been gaslighting people that you're shorter and that you've been gaslighting everyone about Jordan's height too. I thought this I... whole time that you were both 5'8". Okay, I did not say anything to make it seem like he was 5'8", or I that we were the same sworn height. sworn you told me that Jordan was 5'8". No, I have never said that. That is did you. Did I do it? Yes. You were <laughs> like, I am the you are the same height as Wanda and Jordan. Oh my god, I feel like you're lying to me right now. Like this, the gaslighting continues, but we'll never know. You can't. That's like the ultimate argument ender because you can't say anything really to anyone who's like, "Oh, you're gaslighting me." Because like, what if you just keep quote unquote gaslighting them? I'm using Jordan's method. Sorry, yeah. I can't take it. You're a narcissistic personality, and your gaslighting is just too much right now. Uh. After I confess that I loved you a 10 out of 10. <laughs> yeah, um, you love bomb me. Yes, I really did. And now you're <laughs> treating me like this. How dare you? Sorry, sorry. 
yeah, so he lesson learned two inches, a lot bigger than I thought it was. It's about how you use it. <laughs> <laughs> My second update is something that I found out today. And it was, I was watching YouTube shorts and there was a guy who was talking about Costco having Fair Life, which is the brand of milk that I love, and protein shakes. And I was like, okay, this has to be a US thing. Like there's no way that it's here yet. So today I went to Costco and lo and behold, there they have the Fair Life protein drinks. And it is cheaper than the premier protein that I usually have. Um, it is 10 less calories, but like I think 10 milliliters more of liquid, um, equal amount of protein, and just one gram more of sugar. So it is better bang for your buck if um, that's what you're looking for. You're saving about 10 cents per bottle um, if that is important to you. But I have yet to try it, and they only have one flavor right now in chocolate, but I am excited. Hmm. Spicy. Yeah, really. <laughs> For the I people. I love Costco finds. <laughs> like, I love watching, like, things where it's like, this is what I found this week at Costco. And I'm like, ooh, I wonder if we have that here. Mm -hmm. So we don't have a Costco card, but my family friend gave us, oh, shout out to Christina. They gave us a Costco gift card. So you can enter a Costco with this gift card. So we are making a list and we're going to check it twice. Oh, my God. That's so cool. I didn't know that you could do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. Great for yeah. us uh, millennials who don't really need to buy things in bulk. But there are some things that we kind of would like in bulk. To be fair, you go home quite a bit. I know you've just <laughs> moved out, but like you have plans to go home already. And your family does have a Costco card. So you could potentially go to Costco this weekend. Yeah, but I think... It would just be a lot of like back and forth like because one of the things we need is like a toaster oven so like if we go back home i have to wait for my mom to go because my mom goes on a weekday gotta go away for her to get a toaster oven then move that to my car and then move that back to back upstairs i like checking out all the costcos in different cities because i feel like each city has different costco offerings like the city where we're from it's a bit more white so they don't have a lot of like cool ethnic things anyways what's your update for this week i'm officially moved in um, this is my new setting. Sorry to the listeners. I mean, yeah, sorry to the listeners. Usually I record from my room, not my room, my office in my house with my mom. But now I live in my little condo with my boyfriend and this den is mine. Peep the cleaning supplies in the back and our toilet paper. And yet still no house tour. Uh, you don't want to see it right now. It looks sad outside, so it's going to make the whole place look sad. Okay. Um, uh, wait for a sunny day and yeah. I will be waiting for that house tour video. Let me just like use a filter, maybe. Like Put a, it like, like a really... Sunlight filter. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say a really grainy old-timey film filter. Yeah. I'd be like, Maggie, where the fuck do you live? <laughs> uh, the 1920s. Yeah. Basically. Um, overall, it was a very stressful experience. Um, moving in was very stressful. Unpacking and everything took us like maybe a day, two days to do. We still technically aren't done. We realized we forgot a lot of stuff, but all in all, pretty great. I rate this experience to be um, very, a, a milestone, big milestone. Very stressful. Why stressful? 
Um, I think mostly because of my mom. Like, my mom has all the best intentions in the world, but she's kind of a helicopter parent and kind of a micromanager. So she was, like, micromanaging our move. So she was like, okay, this family friend will go to Nick's house. This family friend will go to our house. Like, we'll carry everything. We'll coordinate. And then I told her, like, hey, I need to book the elevator in advance. I'm going to book it from 9 to 12. Is this okay? And she was like, oh, my God, that's so crazy. That means we have to wake up at 7 a.m. Um, and she was like, how about... Um, I tell people to meet us at 10 a.m. And I was like, wait, mom, this makes no sense. How would they meet us at 10 a.m.? Because it'll take like basically two hours to drive. And then to unload it, everything, we have like an hour. I'm just like, no problem. Don't even worry about it. We have so many people helping us. And then the day before, the family friend was like, I'll meet you at your place at 10 o'clock. And I was like, holy shit, mom, we have zero time. And then I said, you know what? I'm just going to call the elevator people. I'm going to reschedule this. Let's see what happens. This was literally hours before this was 8 p.m our move-in date was the next day and then the elevator people were like no we cannot you have there's a reservation booked for one to four so i told my mom and she was like can we do like 12 to one and i said no you cannot that's not how this works i'm just moving in now i don't want to put a bad impression in them so we did it and oh and then also it's literally the most infuriating conversation with my mother but basically she was like, okay, maybe instead of a family friend, we can rent a truck. And I said, yeah, that's a great idea. So we were going to rent a 10 inch, 10 feet, 10 feet truck. And I said, oh no, not available. They have a 15 inch, 15 foot truck available though. Um, I booked the 15 foot one, only one available. And she said, is this the same price? And I said, no. And she said, oh no. And I said, what? And she said, oh no, no, no need for it. And I was like, okay, interesting. So when she said no need, I thought it meant don't even bother booking the truck. So I was like, okay, I will just cancel it. So then later that night, I met up with my mom and she said, so did you book the truck? And I said, what? No, you said no. And she was like, oh my God, I was driving. So I said, no, that meant we don't really need the 15 foot truck, but if that's the only option, just get it. And I said, why didn't you just say that? And she said, I was driving. And I said, why couldn't you like wait until you were not driving to correct yourself or call me? Uh, so we got in a screaming fight and then I was like, okay, I'm gonna go book the truck, whatever, no big deal. So I booked it. Um, and that was a very stressful night. So my mother made me a little bit stressed out. Did you make your eight to 12 reservation? Nine to 12, yep, we made it with 50 minutes to spare. Okay. And so you moved within 50 minutes. Oh, no. So uh, I think we like unpacked and unloaded everything by like 11.10. So we were good. So everyone left. Oh, okay. Yeah. So my mom and Um, my family friend left and then me and Nick just unpacked everything. Why did you book it for so early in the morning? Like why not book the afternoon elevator? So my mom was like, oh, no, we can't do that. I have to be back to work. Like with traffic and everything, there's going to make no sense. The earlier, the better. I said, cool, let's do 9 to 12. And then she didn't realize that no one would want to wake up that early on a Saturday. Why was your mom there? Like, I mean, Why I understand. Is she a micromanager? Um, listen, it takes so much energy to talk back to my mom. And you have to literally yell and talk over her about the dumbest things. So, um, side note, this was another story. She said, you need to, so we have... So I needed to take my car to go to the car service place to fix the brakes and change the tires. 
So she was like, okay, you take your car, drop it off at the store for me, and then you take my car back, and then I will drop it off at the, at the car dealership later that night. And I said, how about I go drop it off, then I go with Nick to the store, and we will come see you. And she was like, no, 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 that doesn't make any sense. You just come with your car. We'll just switch cars and I'll drop it off at night. And I said, how would you get home? And she was like, I'll call someone to pick me up. I was like, this doesn't make any sense. So that's I'm so sorry. Yeah, I think it's very nice that she wants to be involved, but sometimes um, she doesn't make sense. And she has admitted that she does not work well under stressful situations. And it's so funny because it's not even her stressful situation. It's your situation. So um, note to anyone who is moving out. You don't need to rely on your parents. Um, I'm fortunate that I don't really have this problem. The most my mom yeah. does is, hey, did you do this or did you pack this? And I say yes or I say no. And that's kind of the end of that conversation realistically how it should be but every time i try to do something my mom's like why are you rushing like just calm down just wait and then she's like i'll just figure it out for you don't even worry about it like i need to think and i was like what the hell why why are you like this and then at one point she was like okay so sunday i'm gonna come up i'm gonna reorganize your whole place for you like don't even worry and i said no please you are not gonna do this i need to do this she did not don't worry but still that was a very I just like added more to the stress. She's like a very intense micromanager. Um, and I don't mean that I mean I don't mean to generalize, but there does seem to be a thing where Asian men tend to rely heavily on their mothers to do things for them, and we're really seeing this come into fruition with your mom and you. I am the Asian man. <laughs> yeah, can you imagine if like Nikki, your brother, moves out? Like how? involved she's going to be well i guess she feels bad because she wasn't really involved when my older brother moved out but at the time he moved out is because he knocked up his girlfriend so but in the end they got a house out of it so i was like if i just played my cards right and got knocked up i would have gotten a house instead shame on you for being responsible gosh (laughs) okay but anyways overall great experience i think um we're settling in it's only our first week (laughs) it's only been a few days (laughs) it's only been like three days but yeah anyways who is your beef or crush of the week so my crush of the week is actually the show called dave and i highly highly recommend the show to you especially like when you're itching to cry wasn't this your crush last week is the little dicky one right no my crush last week was red uh turning red what's the little dicky show i feel like you told me about this Yes, I did. I we ended up cutting it out from oh, the actual my bad. clip. Yeah, I did mention it, but yeah. So Dave is a comedy drama kind of show based on like Little Dicky's like come up, and like it features like his like some of his like real life friends and everything, and it's kind of like satirical based on his real life. And it is, I didn't think it was going to be as great as it is. Because, you know, it's Little Dicky. Like, he's kind of that, like, comedy, like, rapper type person. It doesn't really seem like there'd be anything really serious. It'd just be a bunch of, like, dirty jokes and whatnot. But it is an absolute masterpiece. Every single character has, like, they build so much depth for each character. Like, you would think that it mostly just focuses on Little Dicky, but it does not. It focuses, like, there's different episodes where it builds on, like, the different characters, his friends, um... 
his manager, his girlfriend, and everything. And there is this one episode, or actually there's two episodes, in, just in the first season that I like, cried so hard at because it was just so beautifully done. Um, I highly recommend season one. Season two, if you're like really into season one, but season two is just like so stressful. And I could not handle it in some time. And I had to like power through to really finish it. But like it really does pay off in the end. Is this on Crave? It is. The first season is on Disney Plus. Oh. I actually know nothing about Lil Dicky. So I'm kind of surprised that he has like a whole show. He's that interesting. Yeah, neither did I. Um, Jordan really liked some of Little Dicky's old songs. Um, he watched, like, I think the first two episodes, like, back in the day when it was still streaming or, like, it was still coming out and stuff. And he was like, oh, like, I want to come back to it eventually. And he never did until recently. And then, like, I was there, so I watched it too. Really did not think I would like it as much as it did. It was such an emotionally charged show um also really funny great one-liners and all the songs and stuff that like are used to accompany it amazing hmm. like his original songs right no like songs oh, like that he made specifically are... yeah wow hmm go a little dicky wonder yeah. why he wants to make that his personal rap name but maybe we will find out in this show yes you yeah you will is it because I'm reading his wiki page right now and it's because he called himself a pussy when he was younger? No. I was a pussy. I was really awkward looking. I wasn't getting any girls at all, but I was very class clownish and I got good grades. No, it's based off of, well, the way that the story or like the way that the show describes it is based off of his first song. And it's kind of like a play on like Little Wayne or something. Hmm. I don't know if that's actually how he got his name, but like it makes sense. I will watch this. Yes, I. Before anything else, watch season one, and tell me how you feel about it. You can. You don't have to watch season two. I found season two very stressful, but season one. I found nice. that like um. I don't actually know any of. Actually, the one song I did know of Lil Dicky's was when he had that song with Chris Brown, and I was like, "Hot oh, man," and he like kind of summarized that whole Chris Brown and Rihanna incident like. No one likes me anymore because of some little controversy. And I was like, oh, little dicky, you want to you wanna say it like that? You want to summarize domestic abuse in that one sentence? And what do you know? Chris Brown keeps on doing it. He still hasn't been canceled. He still seems to have his career intact, which really shows how little people care about black women in the media. Even Rihanna. Oh. Especially Rihanna. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that aside, still a really good show. <laughs> nice. Okay, cool. I'm not like, I'm not saying, like, I'm not apologizing for what he's done. I'm not saying, like, I'm not lessening the impact that that has mm-hmm. had and everything. Call, I'm just saying, call. separate to that, still a good show. Good call. Good call. Yeah. Anyways, what's your crush, beef, or crush of the week? Okay. I'm really afraid. I haven't actually tried it yet, but my crush at the moment is HelloFresh. Um, oh, interesting. Why? Because it just literally made me so excited today. Like, I woke up and I was like, oh my god, the HelloFresh package is here. And then 
uh, we got the notification and we went out to get it and we immediately did an unboxing and we were just so excited. Um, although I am a little surprised that they did not cut up the garlic and stuff for you and the potatoes and stuff, but I get it because when you cut it up, it'll like go bad faster, but it is cool. The recipes seem cool. Um, I'm pretty excited and we have been struggling, even though we've only been here for the past like three days, we were struggling, like trying to figure out what meals we were going to eat. Like every morning we have to be like, what are we going to eat for lunch? What are we going to eat for dinner? And then we were like, fuck, we can't make this for dinner because we don't have this and this and that kind of thing. So HelloFresh really provided all that for us. So we're going to see how much of this discount we can really bleed out before we're like, okay, now we got to pay full price or we got to just go grocery shopping like normal people. Um, the dopamine hit that you get when you get like the package is amazing and sometimes they put gifts inside of them so like it's even better the box is surprisingly huge yeah if you get the four person meals it's pretty big yeah i love it my next one is coming tomorrow and i actually chose like the things we got so i'm pretty pumped you got two HelloFresh boxes back to back why didn't you just wait a week why would we wait a week because that way the produce is fresher when you get it. But we're going to eat everything by the end of this week. But then you're getting a new box tomorrow. No, next week. Oh, okay. <laughs> Wait, what did I say? Let me tomorrow. Eat. Sorry. I meant next week. <laughs> I was like, Wait, so you got like Listen, a box today. <laughs> I just want you to know you're the first person I've socialized with outside of Nick, so... I, I honestly I get that sometimes when I don't like I have to um prime myself if there's a word for this in the um porn industry buffer fluffer yes I have to fluff myself for conversation uh, I said buffer but fluffer is right too <laughs> yeah I don't think buffer is right but fluffer, fluffer. you are on the right track anyway moving on okay moving on to set two let's see Will Wanda and I fall in love with each other even harder? Okay, very first question. If a crystal ball could tell you the truth about yourself, your life, the future, or anything else, what would you want to know? Um, like, is it just one thing? Or is it, can I, ha like, know multiple things? No, I think one thing. Will I be happy? Oh, that's kind of sweet. If I could have multiple things, though, it'd be a lot more specific. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? I don't know. I don't really want to know the future in case I jinx it or something. Um, mm. Hmm. I want to know. I like the happy thing, but I think I want to know, like. Ooh, can I be like. A smart ass about it and be like are my friends family and myself happy yeah is there like a can you add ands to it yeah. <laughs> if so i will do that but if not then i like your answer and i'm gonna use that too yeah i was like what if it's like you're like what if one person in that like set of things is not happy and then so the answer yeah. is no and then oh. but you're like oh no Big time sad. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's like, 
like is it me that's going to be unhappy or is it going to be like one of them that's going to be unhappy you're right okay that was sad next one (laughs) is there something that you've dreamed of doing for a long time why haven't you done it I don't think there's anything that I've dreamed of doing. I think like when I was younger, I always like dreamed of being like skinny. Um, but I think I've given up that dream. Why haven't I done it? Because it's hard to give up food. Mm-hmm. Retweet. What about you? One. That's a good one too. Uh, I was literally going to say snowboarding. I wanted to do it for a long time. I have not done it because I just could never find the time. Um, because I could only go on a weekend, I guess. Or after work, but I was like kind of too lazy. After work, I'm like so dead. Um, and I guess I haven't done it because I still can't find the right pair of snow pants for me. I feel like I'm like weirdly in between sizes. So it's like, it was this brand from Amazon, I think. And I got like two sizes to try and one was like snug. So, and I know like snowboarding, like you have to fall on your butt a lot. So I was like, there's no way. If I fall, I'm gonna pop a button. Um, and the other one was just so loose that anywhere I tried to walk, it just kept falling down. And then my brother's girlfriend got the exact same pair and she had the same problem as me and she decided to go for the snug one. And she was like, yeah, it sucked falling, but you know, it's okay. What can you do? So I was like, okay, maybe I'm just picky. That is a very mundane thing, I guess. Like a very almost easily fixable thing, like not getting mm-hmm. snow pants off Amazon type mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah really that that was really my only obstacle (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah i guess Um, i just randomly put it off for no reason yeah um i would be deaf um oh that's why i put that off oh yeah this is fair true you have never been skiing or snowboarding right yeah Mm, paralyzing yes i i would be more afraid like now that we're older because i used to go when we were younger but now we have reached that age where if you break a bone it might put me out of work for a while. And I can't do that right now. I financially cannot afford that. Yeah, I mean, you just got a <laughs> new place. You yeah. really can't. Yeah. Ooh, imagine having to move back within like a month. <laughs> All because I broke my right arm. Oof. Yeah. Your mom uh, would leg, have... leg would definitely be preferred, not arm. Yeah, but like leg is a lot more... Uh, like day-to-day life, I think the quality of life gets a lot worse. Fingers crossed no broken bones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Fingers crossed you actually go do do this. Yeah, well, I have next year, I guess. Um, 15, what is the greatest accomplishment of your life? Hmm. I guess I haven't had that many accomplishments. It's like every time I get a new job, it feels like a great accomplishment. So I don't know if there's anything that's like the greatest. Hmm. I was gonna say graduating, but it's not like that big, but I'm coming from a place of privilege where I didn't really struggle. So I acknowledge my privilege. And I would say getting a job. Maybe getting a boyfriend. I thought that was going to be hard too. So, yeah, what's yours? I think mine constantly evolves and like changes and stuff. Like, there was a period of time where I would have been like, oh, getting into my MBA was like 
uh, greatest accomplishment of my life. But then like when I got this really cool internship, I was like, holy crap, that's the greatest accomplishment of my life. So like to be determined. Mm -hmm. And I think that's totally okay. I think it's weird to like have one thing in your life to be like, this is the greatest thing I've ever done. I will never top this. Yeah, that's kind of sad. Like it's just all downhill from here. No, our goals are yet to come. Our greatest accomplishments are yet to come. We have many goals. Nice. To end on an optimistic note. Yeah. <laughs> um, what do you value most in a friendship? I think loyalty in a friendship is pretty nice. These like... hoes ain't loyal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think. Yeah, I think that's like pretty nice. Like I know like they'll come back to me at the end of the day. Like even if we don't talk for a while, like we'll always be like good friends, you know? Like that I can always count on them. Trustworthy? Does that count into loyal too? Kind of similar, kind of same. Kind of same. Different. Yeah. yeah. So I was hoping that it would be like very similar, like fall into a Venn diagram kind of thing. But um, at the end of the day, yeah, I think maybe loyalty or trustworthy. I don't know. Ooh, okay. I changed my answer. Trustworthy. No way. I change it back to loyalty. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. Wait. You go. <laughs> Which one is it then? Um, I don't know. Maybe I guess like I don't know. It's like trustworthy, I guess. Yeah, I'll go trustworthy. Okay, why not? That one sounds a little bit better. Yeah, because loyalty, like a dog, could be loyal. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um... What's yours? I don't know. Maybe like something along the lines of like open communication. Like I think that's really important to me. Just like all aspects of communication. Hmm. Frequent. <laughs> frequent open communication. That's a good one. Um. Yeah, I guess that's I guess that's good. But you also have those like little like flailing friends, like casual friends, right? Like mm. not like you have frequent open communication with them. But it's still um, a friendship, no? They're, what I value most is their worth to me. What can you <laughs> give me? <laughs> I remember um, Aubrey Plaza in an interview was like, I like to date people who can provide like some kind of value to me. Like in any kind of dangerous situation, they can save me or something. So I make sure I sign them up for obscure things like how to fly a helicopter. In case we're in a helicopter and the pilot dies, he needs to be able to pilot. So that same vibes. Is, yeah. You know what? I'm going to stick with that answer for my friendships then. <laughs> nice. Okay. Next one. What is your most treasured memory? Um, I think it's like, I don't think I have one. I think I have one or more for like every single person. Um, Like, okay. I'll just like name one. So for example, like, the most treasured memory for some reason that I have with my mom is like there was one time I was sick and like she like used to work a lot and stuff so she wasn't around that much and she was always like super tired when she came home and everything and she made me like ramen um 
like not even like spicy ramen she kind of just made like a chicken soup type of ramen thing and she like gave it to me and I was like this is amazing this is the best thing you've ever done for me and it's like I don't know why like that specific moment is like something that I've like treasured for so long that's pretty sweet yeah very very random too though so it's like like she like I've definitely told her about this and she's like why is that the only time you remember like I've cooked for you for so many times like why is it that moment in particular and I'm like I don't know and like it's like inside out right it's like a core memory (laughs) what about you oh man what is my most treasured memory I don't know I feel like I have so many and if I think about it too hard it's gonna make me cry yep (laughs) I don't want to answer it then (laughs) I think you're right though. I think I have like different treasured memories of different people. Hmm. I think maybe my most favorite one though is like when we were younger, there was this really good Toronto seafood restaurant in Kensington Market. And like uh we would go as a family because my my parents would work so much and they would come home at like midnight and then they would take us out to dinner in Toronto. So like we'd, my mom would make sure that like we slept and got like naps and stuff and then we would be ready to like eat like super late at night um Aww. so that was nice that was like one of the very few times we've eaten together as a family and that was always nice i, I feel that too us. yeah very nice oh see i can't think too much about it. i'm gonna cry yeah i'm tearing up already <laughs> <laughs> no okay next one next one what is your most terrible memory I don't really want to. This one's like so hard because it's like I have so many, and it's like if I think through them, I'm like, uh, anxiety tells me haunt me all day. I want to sleep well tonight. Yeah. Um, I I don't want to answer this question. Okay, let's skip it. I don't want to answer it either. Okay. Okay. If you knew that in one year you would die suddenly, would you change anything about the way you are now living, and why? would spend all of my money and do oh. all the things I were too scared of doing because I was going to die from it. Are you finally going to ski and snowboard? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's not high on my list. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to do that anyways. I mean, I, I look cool. I guess. Like, I don't know. Like, hmm. I don't know what I would do that I thought that I was going to die from. I don't know. Try more drugs. I'd probably do cocaine. Huh and psychedelics and molly and ecstasy i don't know if those are the same thing huh. but like yeah that's so funny so like you go missing one day and everyone knew you only had a year left and i'd be like just look for the closest crack dead we'll find it <laughs> <laughs> i want quality drugs though i'm willing to spend money on this <laughs> um yeah because it's like if you like you at that point it's like you already have a year left like if you die from something else you just die from something else mm-hmm. it really doesn't matter i yeah. probably spend a lot of time crying in the beginning though yeah that would be sad i mean i don't think i would be sad i'd be sad thinking about how it impact other people and how they would be super sad that would make me sad yeah um there's like an r slash relationship advice uh that was like my wife as she was like dying from cancer or something was like i never want you to move on like i never i don't want you to be with anyone else and then like she died like pretty quickly after that and then he was like like 
how do I like how do I go about this like am I betraying her if like I go out with someone else like he was pretty young like both of them were pretty young and stuff and he's like what do I do and people were like oh she was probably just like you know like she just wanted you to be with her and everything like I don't think she really meant it that way I'm gonna mean it do you really mean it I don't know (laughs) we'll see we'll see on my deathbed how I feel but right now I mean it I see what you mean like I want them to grieve for like a really long time but eventually Mm -hmm. I want them to move on I think hmm I'll definitely haunt them a little bit, but like, yeah, me too. But like, move on, you know. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how I feel on my deathbed. Maybe mm-hmm. I'll reevaluate this. Like, my fantasy is that we die, we reunite in some sort of afterlife kind of thing, and I can be like, "Wow, remember you told me you would wait like this amount of time, or like you would never replace me, and now look where we are." <laughs> See, this is the issue I have with the whole, like, afterlife thing where you're supposed to, like, meet up with, like, your partners from when you were, like, living. Like, what if you had, like, multiple partners where it's, like, oh, they kept dying or something. And then it's, like, which one do you end up with then? I feel like if you had multiple partners and they all kept dying, that's got a huge red flag. (laughs) Like, are you killing them? Assuming you didn't kill them. (laughs) They just all keep dying of natural causes. I think the problem is you at that point. There was something I read that was like, this man died from suicide and then his heart went to someone else. And then this person married his wife, like the donor's wife. And then he also died from suicide. Do you think it's the wife? I don't Um, want to blame it on women, but like at that point, it's kind of like... Heart wants what it wants. <laughs> Heart really wants to die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about you? What would um, you do? I would also spend, I think I would spend like 80% of my money. I will leave some of it to my family. Um, and then I would literally go travel the world. I'm going to try to touch as many content- countries as I can. Um, I would literally travel first class everywhere. Yeah. Oh, I would. You'd run them out of money pretty. Yeah, I'd run out of money yeah. super fast. Um, but I'd make I would quit my job, and I would travel, and I would make my family and friends come with me. To be fair, they cannot quit their jobs for a year. Okay, fine. They can. I'll take them on separate vacations. I think. I think that would be really nice. Yeah, I'll take my mom somewhere. I'll take my friend somewhere. Yeah, that'd be that'd be nice. Like a separate dying vacation. Mm-hmm. I'll literally buy them whatever they want. And then I'm going to send like post-dated things. So like every year I'll send them like reoccurring gifts to remind them like, hey, by the way, remember when we went here? And then also I'll throw in like a gag gifts here and there. I'm not saying I want you to die, but like it feels... Oh. It... <laughs> uh, but it's kind of it, nice. It's not her. like an expensive gift. So just be like, like, here's a card. Here's like a flower. But like, wow, like all expense paid vacation, whatever I want and you'll pay for for like this vacation. um, I'm not, I'm not wealthy. (laughs) (laughs) That was the offer. Oh, when I say everything you want, I mean within my limited capacity. So like you want, you want that sandwich? I got that sandwich for you. <laughs> Which is like all that I really want in life. So that's great. Anyways, what does friendship mean to you? So vague. I don't know how to answer this. 
Please give. What are what are they worth to me? Oh my! <laughs> Everyone has a monetary value. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's about all their um, transplantable parts, and you uh, add that up together, and then other skills and trait and stuff that they can that. have. Just for that, I'm gonna make sure all my organs have a slight problem. <laughs> okay. <laughs> slight. Like a heart has a slight problem. We could just like not have like a matching blood type of some sort like and then it just makes the transplant void oh just so you know no i think people i think i'm a universal blood donor but i don't think that necessarily means that you can just donate your kidney to everyone oh you're you have right. to be compatible i would be really up for grabs on a human traffic market extra extra <laughs> <laughs> um so like you didn't really answer the question you just asked about my organs <laughs> That was the question. <laughs> what does friendship mean to you? It's like, how are your organs? <laughs> what is, I mean, you said you wanted to skip it. So I want to ask you what okay, friendship cool. means to you. So what roles do love and affection play in your life? Mm -hmm. I don't know how to answer that. Like, yeah, why are they role? so vague? <laughs> <laughs> They're a big role, I guess. You know? That's all I can say about that. <laughs> I like it. It's good. Good shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Really, really wakes me up in the mornings. Really gives me a purpose in life. <laughs> I'm... Well, it doesn't say, like, what roles do money play in your life, but... <laughs> okay, next one. Alternate sharing something you consider a positive characteristic of your partner. Share a total of five items. Okay, you go first. Like I share something about you, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I like that you can make me laugh. Oh, that was mine for you. <laughs> okay. Um, I really like that you are so confident in totally you. And I, I really admire that. I like that you are you. <laughs> you are the best you you can be. I like that you have like big dick energy. Like you give no Aww. fucks. I really like that. Oh, is that a separate one or like no, does that, that kind that of goes okay. into like the be you thing? I rephrased it. Okay. Okay, your turn. Um, I like how you have certain quirks. So, like, I like that you're always buying and returning clothes. Like, I think that's so funny and cute. Okay. <laughs> just, like, yeah, I think you have very, like, adorable, like, quirks that, like, only you have. Like, okay. really liking ginger. Like, that's uh, weird. But that's, like, very you. Classic and it's, like, <laughs> Yeah. Which is, like, kind of in a way, like, oh, I, like, you are the best you that you can be. But, like, hmm. I like the quirks that you have about yourself i think it makes you very like unique and authentic as a person huh. a little bit strange i think the quirky hmm, but, like gross. not quirky in a bad way like quirky Worse. in a good way <laughs> what's a better word for quirky like you like quirky weird like not great words either I don't, the, very... more you, the more you continue this the more i don't like it <laughs> <laughs> you're so xd <laughs> i don't like this Okay, I really like that you are very honest and 
um, you don't filter yourself and you know I like that you're honest but like in a very respectful way like you don't overstep boundaries like you know exactly when to give your opinion and when when to not that's a very oh. I think um it's a very rare trait to have um I like that you're always there for me oh like I can which is part of like you're always like reachable whenever I need you. You're always there for me, like mentally, emotionally, physically, Aww. and all that stuff. And I really appreciate that. Except for half an hour before the podcast starts. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only time you're not there for me. Yes. It just seems like it's always a scramble and mm -hmm. things just always come up. And I'm like, I cannot reply right now. I physically cannot multitask. Yeah, mm -hmm. this is the only mm -hmm. time that Maggie ever ghosts me. Mm -hmm. This is true. Um, I really like that we have very similar life experiences. Like, we have a lot in common. Like, he grew up very similarly, even though, like, we grew up in the very same city. Mm -hmm. Like, only minutes apart from each other. We have the exact same experiences growing up. Um, and we can relate to each other a lot. We really get each other. That's what I like. Mm -hmm. um, this one's kind of basic, but it's very important for me. Um, I like that you are willing to make phone calls for reservations. Mm. It, that's very important because it's one of the number one things I hate doing. I always super appreciate when you volunteer to do it for the group. Oh, I also appreciate that you always like um, are willing to drive places, like, and, like, willing to pick me up and everything, and you never say anything about it. I super appreciate all the small things that are actually big things that you do for me. Oh, that's two, technically. Yeah, well, it's kind of, like, combined into, like, one. Nice. Um, I guess to add on to the whole, like, um, phone calling for reservations, I really like that you can send food back. <laughs> because I'm too shy to do that <laughs> and you're the only one I know who will do that for me which is so funny because like I think I've encouraged you to do it yourself a few times too yes I think I did it like once it was when they made a really bad drink I appreciate your like artistic side um I always think that you make like really cool thumbnails and everything like you're able to like organize all of that and like every time I see it I'm always like wow that's so cool like I never would have come up with that um and I think that goes along with like a lot of other things that like I think that you do that I'm like wow that's so cool I never like um like I would never be able to do that myself and it's something that like it's a thing where it's like not like idolize but like you appreciate it you respect it <laughs> I respect it, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really like your, um, I guess your determination. Like you have a goal in mind and you just, you can go for it. Like you're very, like, I don't want to say tunnel vision because that makes it sound bad, but like you can, when you have a goal or a purpose, you go out of your way to make sure you do it. Like nothing stands in your way. Like you will stop at nothing. So I think that's like a pretty cool trait. What did Nick say about you? I actually don't you remember. You guys did this. Okay. 
I don't remember. Were mine better? Probably, yeah. <laughs> okay, nice. <laughs> That's the issue with um, doing these types of stuff with men. They don't give great answers. Yeah, I found that out very quickly when we started dating. I was like, hmm, you know, you don't say the things that my girlfriends do. <laughs> you don't give me the same emotional support. I mean, he does, but it's like the things he says are like different. Mm-hmm. They just, mm-hmm. and I found that it's because guys don't have like great support systems, maybe. Like, they don't really like open up to like their guy friends all the time. Like, you really have to pry it out of them. Which is kind of sad. Mm-hmm. I think that's yeah. why girls love communication so much. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Um, I did ask the questions about like, oh, like, what are five things that you. Uh, you and I are similar about to Jordan and he thinks for a very long time and then he's like you know what I don't actually think that we have very like similar things in common I think it's more about like we have like a Venn diagram of stuff where it's like related to each other and then he started naming off those and then I asked hey do you think I'm more similar or do you think I'm more similar to you or do you think his best friend is more similar to him and he's like oh of course my best friend oh my god I was like I answered that pretty fast. Hmm. You really had that on the tip of your tongue. <laughs> yeah. So apparently we don't have a lot of things in common, but we have um, overlapping interests is what he calls it. Hmm. I did ask um, Nick this as well, and he said that me and him have more in common than him and his best friend. Oh, really? That's mm-hmm. interesting. Mm-hmm. Now, do you have more in common with him? Or do you have more in common with me? Ooh. I don't know, like, you guys have a very similar food taste. <laughs> it's because he'll eat chicken feet and I won't, isn't it? <laughs> Actually, yeah. Hmm. Food and drinks, I think. He's, like, not picky. Also, he's a yes man, so, like, sometimes he won't even be paying attention and I ask him if he wants it and he'll just say, yep. <laughs> That's what I want. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I think, to be fair, we have more in common. Just because, like, life experiences, we've known each other longer. Thank God. Yeah. At least I have something, someone, that I have something in common with most. <laughs> nice. Um, so, that was nice. I mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. How close and warm is your family? Do you feel your childhood was happier than most other people's? <laughs> Uh, my family is close. We, childhood-wise, no, we were not. We were very much stereotypical Asian family, um, where you were kind of distant, you don't show affection, you yell at each other, that kind of thing. Um, now I would say we are close, maybe not so warm, but we are close. Was my childhood happier than most other people's? That's a hard comparison. Uh, I will say it was okay. In the grand scheme of things, it was okay. That was a very diplomatic and political answer. Yeah, I don't want to get, like, canceled in the future or something. By your parents? By my parents. And your family? Because, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, when I compare it, it's like I had a great childhood compared to, like, my parents who were brought up after, like, the Vietnam War. I can't mm-hmm. compare like that. But then also, if I compare it to, like, the rich white kids, like, they got to go to their cottages and whatever and stuff. And I'm like, what the hell's a cottage? Who has the second home? 
Yeah. Okay. What about you? Um, I don't think I feel like my family is both close and also really distant. Um, there was like a recent revel like revelation where um I don't really like dating someone who's like really close with their family. Like I'm not like a big like family type of person and I don't want my partner to be like a very big like very you know those people who are like I love visiting my parents I love spending time with like my family and everything we do everything together like that type of stuff like that's not really my type of fun I guess you could say and like I guess it's always like because my family has always been like very distant like not my immediate family but like my greater family is like everyone's been in like China and everything like the only family I really have here is like my parents and everything. And like, even then when I was younger, like they worked, um, didn't have that much time and stuff. So it's like also the whole distant Asian family thing, like not really showing affection and all that stuff. So it's like, I don't feel like, yes, I feel like I'm close to them in a way. And I also feel like they were warm in their own way. But like, I'm not like a big family person. And I don't think I can be with anyone who was a big family person because like, I don't, spending time with family or like being close to family is like super important to me which is like i think it's like a fundamental thing which is like it'd be something that we differs as for the whole do you feel your childhood was happier than most other people's again similar to maggie's in comparison to what how my parents were brought up yes um in comparison to a lot of other people out there who are struggling with like poverty and uh, maybe having like no parents or just having like a generally terrible childhood yes definitely happier than that in comparison to if I was a rich white person no probably not <laughs> see we just get each other <laughs> yeah <laughs> I felt like you put that very very well mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. nice um okay last question how do you feel about your relationship with your mother I don't have all day. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if we just rewind to what Maggie was talking about earlier in the podcast, um, that answers your question. <laughs> mm -hmm. I love her. She's great. She only wants the best for me. She's also can be insane. Micromanager, helicopter. Um, really wants things done her way. And I am afraid that this might be me in the future. Yeah, me too. I really mm -hmm. like I can really see it adopting or I can really see myself adopting those type of mannerisms. Mm -hmm. Yep. I've learned so much about myself in these past three days. I can really see it. What does that mean? <laughs> I can really see myself turning into my mother. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, I hope for the sake of your children, you do not. I hope so too. We'll see. Anyways, so that was the second set of questions. Do you feel any more in love with me than you did before we did this? I feel like it was very similar to set one, where it was all like meaningless until they brought up those two questions, those like bam things. And I was like, whoa, I'm feeling something right now. Mm -hmm. So I think maybe that's how it is. It's like each set progresses with like more intimate questions for each other. And then that's supposed to make you like, whoa, am I in love? <laughs> I feel like the last question was like, how do you feel about your relationship with your mother? Like, why mother? Like, why not like father or like other family members? Like, why does it have to be like exclusively your mother? Like, what's the, hmm. I guess, background behind that question? 
I think it's just an maybe it's like your mother is the most like nurturing one in your life. That's stereotypical too. I guess if you have a relationship with your father, then it's like daddy issues. Yeah, but I mean, it's like you, your primary caregiver could have been your father. Like mm -hmm. the nurturing person in your life could have been your father. My mom says, like, no one's ever going to love you as much as your mother loves you. And I was like, huh. I think maybe that could be true because, like, hmm, no, I don't know. I was going to say true because, like, the mom, like, literally cooked you up. you. Yeah. And then I was <laughs> like, ah, oh, wait a minute. Like, what about for those people who can't give birth? Like, they don't love them any less. So, very interesting, Cosmo. You're looking to get canceled soon. <laughs> <laughs> um, thanks for tuning in again this week. Um, we'll be finishing up with set three next week. So make sure you go follow us and like us on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. And also keep up with us on social media, TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. And join us again next Thursday for another episode of Apologetically Me. Bye! Bye.